Welcome to a day of prayer. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. Together, let's engage in relationship with Christ through prayer, faith, and His Word. Good morning and welcome. You're listening to Day of Prayer's Morning Bible Study. We're so glad you could join us. But before we get into the Word, let us take a moment and pray. Lord, we just thank you for your perseverance, Lord. And Lord, we just thank you that you continue to bear with us, Lord. And that you continue to allow us to grow in you, Lord. And not just cast cast us off the boat, Lord. And Lord, we also just thank you that you have given us your spirit, Lord. And that you live and reside inside of us, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. In Jesus' name, amen. And amen. Well, welcome. Good morning. And thank you for joining us here at A Day of Prayer. You know, I especially want to thank the listeners and our partners that have joined with us in the work of the ministry, that hold us up in our in their prayers and so in financially and listen and share the episodes so that others can be reached and come into a relationship with the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And also subscribe on the platforms. So just want to thank you for all that you're doing and laboring for the kingdom and sharing in the work of this ministry with us. Know that we, we love you, that we are keeping you constantly in our prayers before the Lord. Mm-hmm. You and, and everything that he's assigned to your care, every situation, every circumstance, we're holding up before him. Just as we know you're doing for us, and not just for us, but for literally all the saints around the earth, those that are in the faith and those that the Lord is still calling. Mm-hmm. So thank you for all that you do and that you're, you continue to do because you love the Lord and are obedient to what he is leading and prompting for you and your destiny track. Amen? Mm-hmm. Amen. So that being said... We are still in the book of Acts. We're still in chapter 19, and we're still discussing verses 21 through 41. So if you have not joined us before on this section, or you think you might need to refresh yourself on the scriptures, I just want to encourage you to go ahead and pause the episode now and give yourself the time and opportunity to read through these scriptures just to aid in following along with the discussion. Amen? Amen. Amen. All right. And at this time, the floor is now open to give each of you the opportunity to share with the Holy Spirit speaking and ministering to you and to ask any questions that you have. So who'd like to begin? I will. All right, promise. Okay, so Laura's talking to me about how when when the officers told Paul not to go into the theater... The Lord was showing me that Paul didn't go rushing with a counter mob to try to subdue the other mob. And <laughs> how he wasn't trying to use the terminology of fighting, well, I'll say fire with fire. And mm-hmm. the Lord showing me that the reason why he didn't do that uh, was inside of Romans 2.4, where it says the goodness of God brings many men to repentance. Um, that's me paraphrasing. I'm not sure if I got exactly correct. So and so, the Lord is telling me that 
one of the major things that happens inside the body of Christ is that when we think someone's wrong, instead of um, coming to them privately, we start to b um, batter them and say, flame, flame spray them and into the in the public and humiliate them and embarrass them. And the Lord is showing that when they do, when someone does that, it's not the humiliation that makes someone turn. In fact, that's usually what makes someone persist and say, wait, get, makes them angrier. Mm -hmm. And the Lord showed me that when you do something kind to someone else, that it causes the person to reflect and say, hey, was I doing what was, sorry, mm -hmm. um, was what I, what was I doing, was that kind? And if I was accusing these people of these false things, then is it truly based on what is it truly full is it truly based on truth and the lord show me that when they do that they're, they're presented with two options one option is to turn and say no i was wrong and the second option is to persist and when they do persist it's in both options the people gathered around can see that what you whoever's correct is correct because of the lord um because of what the Lord, because um, they love the Lord and following his commandments. What else? It then, the Lord's talking to me about how, what the, um, when it's, when the people, when City Clerk was talking to the Ephesians, um, I found it extremely interesting that the um that said that there was nothing based and was just about what religious differences. I'm not saying that one was right. I'm saying that Christianity is definitely right, but I'm not saying that the other was correct. Okay. But it was based on relig religious differences, and mm -hmm. Laura showed me that it didn't say that Paul started persecuting Others from city saying, saying, no, your religion's wrong, and then chasing them around, and then killing them. Mm -hmm. And with that, the Lord is showing that, um, he reminded me of the one scripture, I'm not sure where it is, but it talks about how that don't accuse a servant before his master, mm -hmm. unless, because you don't know if they're, if they're able to stand. I'm mm -hmm. not saying- Their master is able to make them stand. Mm -hmm. that, that's Romans as well. Mm-hmm. Your first scripture about the goodness of God, um, that's in, or drawing men to repentance, that's in Romans chapter 2. Go ahead, sweetheart. And so, though what they're doing is wrong, the Lord is showing that if Paul had tried to accuse them and to attack them, it only would have proven what they had said was correct. Any accusation they could have brought, and... Because they had, at that point they hadn't brought any accusations, they could have they could have brought accused them of anything if they had acted out in anger, and mm -hmm. that's why the Bible says be be quick to hear, be be quick to hear, be slow to speak, and be slow to wrath. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm not sure the rest of the scripture. Because the wrath of man does not produce the righteousness of God. Mm -hmm. That's in James. That's in James. All right. Um, give me a second. Or keep talking and I'll find that for you. 
And so, Lord, show me that when we fully allow the Lord to move through us, then we're able to exhibit those behaviors mm-hmm. because it's not us doing it of our flesh. It's the Lord who's working through us, and it's the Lord's will in the earth. Mm-hmm. Amen. So James chapter 1, uh, verse, let's see, 19 and 20, it says, So then, my beloved brethren, let every man be swift to hear, slow to speak, slow to wrath, for the wrath of man does not produce the righteousness of God. Um, on verse 21, I'll add that. It says, Therefore, lay aside all filthiness and overflow of wickedness, and receive with meekness the implanted word, which is able to save your soul. Um, I, I really enjoy James because it tells a lot about how to identify which works are going forth and where they come from. Um, it says the works of the flesh are evident, and Paul writes about that as well, and it includes the list of what it is. But the works of the Spirit are evident as well in a list of what that is. So that's something good for you all to look up in your your personal time and your personal study with the Lord so you can use it. Am I malicious? Am I envying? Am I wrathful? Am I slandering? You know, am I jealous? Or, you know, all of those things that we can examine where we are so that way we can come away from those things and align ourselves to God or fine-tune our alignment with Him. Mm-hmm. It shouldn't be just a one-time thing. Mm-hmm. Right. Yes. Yes. Uh, yes. You exhibit yes. the fruit of the spirit, but how often? Amen. Once every purple moon. Okay, that blue moon, red moon, whatever. Right? No, that shouldn't be the case. Right. Um, it should be continuously, mm-hmm. continually. We're we are at no time are we outside of ourselves that we're not demonstrating the fruit of the spirit, the so the nature, character, and attributes of our Lord and Savior in our lives, right? Let's look at this whole part where it probably is, if you've read it in your your Bibles, it probably says something to the effect of the riot at Ephesus, right? Yes. So yes. here in the midst of rioting, how is Paul reacting? He's allowing the Lord to start the situation. Okay. Did that just happen now? Or is this how he has acted the whole time? That's how he's acted the whole time? Okay. How do we know? Um, one, because of his previous examples, this isn't the first time that a mob has tried to take Paul, and he has not responded in that manner any other time. Oh, also, that he, um, if you look at the accounts, it only, that only said, happened that when Paul spoke, Paul only spoke when he was given the opportunity, not in the midst of the other one's argument. He blurred and said, no, I didn't do that. Okay, so he wasn't defensive. But of also, mm-hmm. this was his reputation. Talk about character, nature, and attributes, right? This is yes. how he was known. What does the city clerk say? In verse 37. Right? Mm-hmm. It says, you have brought these men here who are neither... Robbers of temples or blasphemers of your God or goddess. So his nature and character was known long before it got to this point. It was consistently demonstrated. That is, he was consistently demonstrating his love for the Lord by his obedience to him in spite of whatever opposition he faced. Right? Not that we're to be like Paul. Paul was, in fact being conformed to the image of Jesus the Christ. 
And that's the character and the nature and the attributes that were being exhibited here. Mm -hmm. right, which goes back to what you were saying, sir. Right in Romans 12, 21, right? Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. Right in the previous verse, right? It says, if he's hungry, feed him. If he's thirsty, right? Give him a drink. And so you'll heap burning coals upon his head. But then the very next verse, where it begins chapter 13, Paul says, hey, be in submission to authority. What do we see here? The exact thing that he was writing about to the Romans, yes? Yes, yes. He was just moving in the nature, character, and attributes of the Lord. Love is an attribute. It is part of his character. It's who he is, right? And he also stopped where when and how the Lord led him to stop and not still rush in, right? And he allowed the authority that was there, that was present, to rule over the situation. First and foremost, the Lord's. But he allowed the Lord to work through people that are in actual positions of authority here on the earth. Do we see that? Yes. Okay. It's easy to submit to authority that's right and righteous, especially when we're first submitted to God and his authority. So I want us all to recognize that for our lives. Mm -hmm. To be led by him and his Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Oh, and promise your scripture. Um, Romans 14, 4 says, Who are you to judge another's servant? To his own master he stands or falls. Indeed, he will be made to stand, for God is able to make him stand. And Lord's also showing me that it's important not to condemn um, or take the life of another person because the Lord showed me that, um, like Paul, it didn't say that the disciples came and secretly then killed him because if they killed him before he converted, who knows whether or not they're going to convert or not. That's and so the Lord's, Lord's business. Excuse me, can you please repeat that? Oh, I said that's the Lord's business. Mm -hmm. Go ahead. And so the Lord showed me that it was the fullness of sin that produces death. Not what the man thinks and goes, yeah, I think he's deserving of death, so I'm going to go kill him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Amen. That's it for now. Okay. Thank you. Um, when I was looking at this, it kind of like the whole situation, it, it brought to mind um, in 2 Corinthians where Paul was talking about the thorn in the flesh. That was... Um, a messenger of Satan sent to buffet him. That's 2 Corinthians uh, chapter 12. Let's look at that for a second. We're going to look at verses 7 through 10. And it says, Unless I should be exalted above measure by the abundance of the revelations, a thorn in the flesh was given to me, a messenger of Satan to buffet me, lest I be exalted above measure. Concerning this thing, I pleaded with the Lord three times that it might depart from me. And he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, most gladly, I will rather boast in my affirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Therefore, I take pleasure in infirmities and in reproaches, in needs and persecutions, in distresses for Christ's sake. For when I am weak, then I am strong. So I was just looking at this. I 
at, at by this point, you know, just as we're watching Paul from the outside, um, the accounts of his life and his ministry, I, I'm thinking that this started to, you know, come to him like, this is a pattern. Like, this is this is more than a coincidence that this exa- exact same thing... Happens every place I go or same, he goes, yes. Right, same scene and scenario, which is also part of the reason why he was like, okay, well, I'll go and try to straighten things out because I know this is always always what happens when I come. And God saying that his grace was sufficient, just encouraging him. But then if you also look at Ephesians chapter six, which is also why I'm, I'm thinking this has something to do with Paul realizing that this is a spiritual matter. Uh-huh. This thorn in the flesh is not about the people, but it's about spiritual things. And Ephesians chapter six, this is also where we have it disclosed about putting on the armor of God. Amen. And that we're not wrestling against flesh and blood and that it's spiritual um, fighting that needs to be done, not natural fighting. So I just thought that was um, interesting and just wanted to connect those those scriptures and, um, you know, see if you all had any thoughts about it. But I appreciate that he was learning and, you know, as he came to the conclusions and the, the understanding and the revelation, not to know any human after the flesh, but know them after the spirit. And that also means whether they were for God or against God and whether they were for him or against him or how the Lord felt about it. And just to see things from God's perspective, more and more he's coming into alignment with just looking at things from things from a kingdom perspective. And before he looked at things from a Jewish perspective, everything kind of rested on the law of Moses. That's what shaped his, his eyesight and how he pondered things, how he considered, how he behaved themselves in line with himself as was in line with that. But now he's transitioned not to just being a Christian or a messianic Jew, but also now I'm seated in heavenly places with Christ Jesus. And let me look at it from that perspective. Let me see it from the, the kingdom perspective versus a victim versus being a Jew versus being anything mm-hmm. else, but that he is a, a Christ man. He's a God man looking at things from God's perspective. So. So does anyone have thoughts off what your mother just shared? Well, I'll, I'll say this and um, very quickly with Paul and his mindset and it shows the maturity of him and how willing he was to allow the the Lord to work on him. Like you said, mommy, we shape his mindset because at the, at the, at the start he was killing everybody who didn't, who was following Jesus. And then he had the encounter and now he is experiencing that persecution for the name of Jesus. And he's not wilting. He is not a coward and he's not sniveling in a, in a corner, which is something important for us today to know there are a lot of Christians here in America that are starting to cower and back down from the call of God because the pressure is too great. They can't stand it or bear it or believe they can't. And I just say this, we'll pick this up in the, in the next one. Don't, don't give up the call of God because it, it, it looks like one thing because as Elijah, Elijah, I think, or was it Elisha? Elisha. Elisha. Mm-hmm. There are more with us than there are with them. It may look like a multitude in the natural, but there is a whole heavenly host in the spiritual that's there to back us up when we're in perfect step with the Lord, when we're in his will. Mm-hmm. So on our next episode, our next podcast, I definitely want to pick this back up and, and talk about this a little bit more because Paul figured out how to win and what fight he was actually supposed to be fighting and what he was facing.
Amen. Well, so since there's so much in there, let's pause there for today. Allow the Holy Spirit to minister to you and search out the scriptures for yourself. And you can always reach out to us and, and contact us either through our website at adayofprayer.org or directly through email at ministry at adayofprayer.org. We'd love to hear from you. We'd love to connect with you. And share in what the Lord's revealing to you, but has done in your life as well. Amen? Amen. Amen. All right. So can I get someone to close out in prayer, please? I will. All right, Layla. Lord, we thank you for today, and we thank you for the armor of God that you've equipped us with, Lord, so that we're able to stand and stand firmly in your word, Lord, and your call on each and every one of our lives, God. We thank you for the blood of Jesus that covers our sins, Lord, gives us remission for sins, Lord. We thank you for your holy angel and the Holy Spirit that goes before us, Lord, and that paves the way and opens doors for us, Lord, that we need open and closes doors that we need shut, Lord. We thank you for your divine guidance and intervention on our behalf, God. And we thank you for the care that you have placed to each and every one of us, Lord, that you care for each and every one of us, God. We thank you for our partners and our listeners, God. We thank you that you are blessing them and keeping them and watching over them, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. In Jesus' name, amen. And amen. Oh, we love you. God bless you. And have a wonderful day. Thank you for listening to A Day of Prayer. We trust the Lord that you are strengthened and encouraged in your relationship with Christ. Visit us on our website, adayofprayer.org, where you can check out our blog, find additional study resources, or shop the official A Day of Prayer store. Remember, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. So until next time, Take care and God bless you.